There are no good parts of this podcast, so this is the cold open. Plunge. Plunge. Change my mind. Think I'm out on Lord. Ah, welcome to the good side. It took uh, two songs. Yeah, I uh, this second one I was like I was pretty out on the first one, definitely out on this one. I am so fucking in on um Greenlight because it's a Taylor Swift song. How can you not like a Taylor Swift song? It's so I want great. my Taylor Swift songs from Taylor Swift. Exactly. And that's why with Liability, the one that came out this week, oh man, just everything fucking about it makes me so mad. It's a good song, it's a fine song. It's all right. I my ultimate conclusion isn't that I'm out on Lord. It's that I uh I didn't think I would arrive here. I think I hate Jack Antonoff. Ooh, that's a that's a hot take. Like right I, there. I think I'm actually done with Jack Antonoff. I want Taylor <laughs> Swift to stop working with him. I want him to either do fun or no, he can say working GTFO. with Taylor Swift and and all that other stuff. But like, Lord is too different. Exactly. Like this motherfucker's contaminating he's turned her, Lord. He's turned her into like a basic bitch. Yes, and that's because that's what he is. I mean, he the songs that he writes for Taylor Swift aren't good songs right. but they're fun Taylor Swift like right. Out of the Woods might be the worst it's song very, that's ever it's not very good that is the worst <laughs> song of all time and Torn by Natalie Imbruglia exists yes that song is amazing really? have we talked Torn? about this have we talked Torn about this? is awesome don't even slander Torn well, did you, do you know that that's not a Natalie Imbruglia song really that's a cover oh really yeah that was one of those um, do you know the song Valerie by Amy Winehouse yes so that is a cover. I figured that doesn't, I mean, that sounds like a cover. But that sounds like a cover of like an old song. Yes. So it was a cover of a band named the Zootons that was. Oh, the, I, the, know the, the, I know the Zootons. Yeah, they uh, they were a video game band. Yes. What did they sing? Um, Fuck. It's like that song that's like, whoo, whoo, whoo. They're huge into who's. Yeah. Uh, in fact, the second. They had a, they had a song in um, like MVP Baseball. Yes, yes. Um Pre- it's pressure or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, uh, pressure. No, uh, uh, I can't get this pressure. Yeah, yeah, yeah that head. song. Yeah, got there. All yeah. right. So actually, in the second verse of Valerie, which they wrote, it's it's like a fucking rocking song. It's great, but yeah. um, uh, the second verse is like, "Did you have to go to jail?" Doing it, and the backgrounds are like, <laughs> and it's awesome. So, uh. Torn by Natalie Imbruglia is like a modern cover. It was like a cover of a song that had just come out. Oh, really? And that's what Valerie that's is. A, that's a huge cuck. Right, exactly. So Zootons came out with this song, which is fucking great. It's it's one of my faves. And Mark Ronson was like, I know somebody who can do anything better than anybody, so I'm just going to arrange this like a fucking old like standard, and it's going to sound like a classic. And that's what Amy Winehouse did. Nice. So Amy Winehouse fucking slaughtered that song. I don't even know who sang "Torn" originally, but yeah. I just wasn't. In, I remember as a kid, I wasn't into it. You didn't like you didn't like it as a kid. That song no. was like a defining hit when and I was I, a kid. I well, thought. I was like a we, we both were. I'm sure like '90s music oh, yeah. darlings. Yeah. This actually came out the other day. Uh, some people were ranked. We're talking about who their favorite '90s bands were. Yeah, it was like on Twitter. It was like name your favorite '90s bands. Yeah, and everyone was like oh, Radiohead. And it's like we we uh, we fucking know Radiohead's yeah, better than all you. these bands. Yes. Shut the fuck up, you goddamn loser. Your favorite '90s band is Fastball. Shut the fuck right. up and get out of here. Uh, real talk. I think my favorite '90s band could have been Fastball. <laughs> really? That's a uh, Fastball is pretty good. Like. They're one of those bands. I mean, we've talked about it in the past. Like, there are those bands that are so good, but you they don't have enough. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, so that's one of those bands, I think. They came out with a song a few years ago, uh, probably like five years ago at this point, called Little White Lies. And it's awesome. It sounds like a fastball song. And they only had... So I, I'm like a big fastball fan, and I think I know four fastball songs. Yeah, you know, I, feel, the I way, feel that way about a bunch of bands. Out of My Head, uh, that song You're an Ocean, which bangs, and then that Little White Lies song. But I think they're my favorite band. I know four there's songs. Some, there's some song that I'm thinking of that I can't think of that's sort of like Torn, but it was like one of those 90s hits, and it was like a one-hit wonder. And uh, Was it by a gal? No, it was a guy. Um... Well, shit, 90s one-hit wonders. I know. There it's, were quite it's, a few. We're never going to get there. Don't waste our time on it. Um, <laughs> I'll think of it at some Wallflowers point. Wallflowers. When I think of 90s music, maybe this is a bad thing, I honestly don't think of Radiohead. I don't think of no, Nirvana. I don't, I don't think of Foo Fighters. I think of... I don't I think, think of the Chili Peppers. I think of fucking Fastball well, and the Wallflowers. Well, that's because I think that... A big part of that is that like those bands carried into the 2000s. Like when I think right, of like, 90s music, I think of like bands that were like insanely popular in the 90s and the 90s alone. Pretty yes, much. right. Exa- yeah. So Foo Fighters totally don't qualify. Um, right. I think yeah. even I think even Third Eye Blind is a stretch, but they're so 90s that I think they're like my favorite 90s band. They're part of that fucking wave. Yeah. Uh, shit. I mean, my, my big two though, honestly. The Wallflowers and Fastball. Have we talked oh, about The Wallflowers? Uh, I just thought of it. Barely Breathing. Oh, by Duncan Chee. Yeah. I know what you're doing. Yeah, that song is a very 90s. Like, that is, oh, yeah. I, I love that Super, song. Well, that, that was like, that smacked of the Savage Garden influence. I don't know yeah. who did it first. <laughs> yeah, those were, that Barely Breathing is, uh, is very much like I Want You by Savage Garden. You know that one. Yes. Um, Savage Garden, very underrated. Never get never gets mentioned other than like, oh, I thought it was Soundgarden. Right. Should but we like, have them Savage, as musical guests? Yeah. Dude, Savage Garden rules, and I don't care if that, obviously, I don't care if that makes me sound gay because I'm on this podcast. So, yeah. Savage Garden, great band. Uh, what do you prefer for a Savage Garden ballad, Truly Madly Deeply, or I Knew I Love uh, Truly Madly Deeply. What's the, what's the name of that song? I, the, knew, I, I knew I Loved You Before I Met You? I think, I think I, I, I Dreamed You Into Life. Yeah, I think I, I knew, think I, knew I Knew I Loved You Before I Met You. <laughs> I Had Been Waiting All My Life. I'm pretty sure it's I, th- I Knew I Loved You. No. Pretty sure it is. If 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 they named that song as lazily as they wrote that song, then <laughs> congratulations. Um, uh, Crash and Burn is this is an underrated Savage Garden song too. What's that? Crash and Burn is an underrated Savage Garden song. Um, we just got an email from somebody suggesting we have one of their clients as a guest. Who's that? Um. I won't say yet, but uh, that's good for us. Okay. We need to get to the point. We've never gotten that before. Where people are saying, hey, <laughs> this person would be good for your podcast. Right. We've never gotten like, hey, you should have this person on your podcast. Usually, Normally, we get emails back. It's, hey, no You don't get way. to have this person <laughs> yes. on your podcast. Um, this week, we didn't do much planning for this episode because this was a very... This was a very big brunch week. A lot of hard work, a lot of man hours put into brunch. Not for and content. N- not at all for content. Just uh, fucking working on shit. I feel like we're building a house. and uh, We don't get to live in it. Yes, exactly. We're spending the days uh, kind of sweating it out, putting down the foundation. We're contractors. Uh, yeah, exactly. And then it's like, all right, time to do an episode of brunch. And it's like, fuck, well, I've been working on brunch all week, but not, not really the content stuff. 
I guess I'll say something that's kind of, that people will say, hey, that might be kind of gay, and then the, we can just mail it in, and that's the episode. But um, getting back to, I don't, do, we, do we even want to talk about Lord or just keep talking about nineties music? Uh, I don't. Let's talk I don't about why the about. Lord song. So here's the thing: my takeaway from the Lord song. My takeaway for the past couple months has been: I want every Lord song to be a moo song. Do not want this song to be a moo song because yeah. this song kind of stinks. It's it's fine, but she can't. Say, you you don't get to do these fucking 1989 songs. I thought it was funny because like the message of this song is like uh like people like me until you know like I run out of tricks and yeah. now everybody's like I'm useless to everybody and it's like yeah now you're useless. Well, that's to what me. you do. That's <laughs> right. a, that's a very uh, meta. You got song. you got there with this song. Yes, buddy. <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's more a Jack Antonoff thing than uh, a Lord thing. But I'm very upset. I uh, I'll listen to the rest of the album. I'm eager to hear it, but my standards, my, my expectations, expectations have dropped, fucking plummeted. Which so I was talking to a friend about it last night, and I said it as a joke, but then I kind of caught myself. You know the whole like behind every joke there's some truth. Amari Sotomayor. Yes, I was like, uh, I think, I was like, I think this Lord album's gonna suck. Now what am I gonna do this year? And I, then I was like, wait, I actually kind of was. I was kind of like planning my 2017 around like new lord new heim and if heim won't let us down no heim definitely won't let us down they can't it's been too imagine long imagine if they took like 71 years to work on an <laughs> album shitty album and it was like really really fucking bad and basic uh um yeah i i talked myself out of lord in like the time that it took her to release a new album which is really weird like i was excited for a little bit and then after a while i was just like you know what i'm over it well, the best song that she's done since um, since Pure Heroin is the one with uh, Pusha T. Do you know that one? I don't think Meltdown so. Meltdown from... Uh, is that the Fifty Shades of Grey song? Hunger Games. Oh, Hunger Games. It's uh, Stromae, Pusha T, Lord, Q-Tip, and Haim. Well, Lord's probably not the best part of that song. Honestly, is she, she fucking is. Oh, really? She, uh... No, she kind of is. Uh, I just the best the part title. of the song. I give the title to Pusha T anyway. Right. So the the best part of the song is it starts with Pusha T going, "Lord, meet King Push." <laughs> I could listen to Pusha T referring to himself as King Push all fucking day. We should have him as a guest uh, and only ask him questions. To which the answer is our King names. Push. <laughs> we should no. We should make him say like our names. Yes. We should be like, hey, what is this interview? It'd be like, Pete Blackburn, DJ Bean, King Push. <laughs> so basically, we would have we would have Pusha T on just for the sake of like recording an intro for us for this podcast. I was thinking about that. Uh, John Oates is going to be in town soon. He's doing a book signing. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, I was at uh, my friend Dan Barbarisi's book signing. He has a book out called Dueling with Kings. Cool. That is, I, I have not read it, but it is amazing. It nice seriously man. fucking is. I Very on brand. I know. I know it is. It's such a fucking good book. Um, it's about the um, the daily fantasy sports kind of explosion yeah. of basically the time when there were so many fucking ads for DraftKings and Everybody FanDuel. Everybody wanted to shoot themselves? What's that? Everybody wanted to shoot themselves? Right. It was uh, like right before that happened, he had learned about daily fantasy and... He was like, oh, shit, this, this seems like basically the New World Series of poker. I'm going to get into it and write a book about it. And the timing of it ended up being, when he was most immersed in it, 
and at kind of the peak of his playing, he ended up making I think like a hundred grand really while writing the book. Really? Yeah. Wow. Um, because he basically he was like, I'm gonna find like the big players. I'm gonna learn from them. I'm gonna see how this works. I think that he started initially being like, I bet this is a industry that fucks the average player and that you only make a lot of money if you throw a lot of big money into it. So he basically like entered this world. He was living in fucking California with um, like some of the big players and he would go to all these events and shit. And I went to, it's Friday morning, on Thursday I went to a, uh, he had a book signing and he read a fucking passage from it. And everybody who's read it has said it's fucking crazy. Uh, our guy Peter Overzet, who yeah. we've both been on his podcast, uh, his podcasts, he does some awesome shit with fantasy stuff. Um, he was like, without even knowing that that we were friends, he was all hyped for the book. So wow. it's so check that out. It's it's an awesome fucking book. Is DraftKings uh, still a thing? It is still okay. a thing. Um, maybe you might hear about it on your favorite podcast soon. Maybe. Who knows? Again, we're building houses, motherfuckers. <laughs> um, <laughs> Imagine if we made enough from brunch. Imagine if the brunch account had enough to buy a house. <laughs> imagine if I just had enough to buy a house. May I was going to say, imagine if I had enough to pay fucking rent in my apartment. Um, uh, so would we buy a house? Would it, a brunch house? <laughs> we would just we would just like leave it. We would only go there to, to record. It's an abandoned abandoned house in like a rundown part of town. Yeah, and then house. after it got robbed for the thirtieth time, we'd be like. We it talked about opening a bar. Why didn't we ever do that with the can't money? can't get robbed if there's nothing in it. That's true. Um, so anyway, speaking of books, what was I saying? Uh, we should have a book signing. Yeah, oh, well, you did say that after I went to the book <laughs> signing. You're like, we should sign books. We should have a book signing where we just go to a library and sign a bunch of random books and give them to people without them asking for them. <laughs> that would be great. Or, uh, yeah, we could act like librarians if they're looking for a book. Uh, do basically do the thing in The, the Wire. When uh, Snoop is looking for a nail gun, and the guy sells her on the bigger model. Yes. They're like, hi, I'm looking for an American history book. Ooh, well, actually. I, I love the idea of selling a bigger model on yeah. books. It's <laughs> books. like, you, you like that book? No. Here's a bigger one. Got to get that commission. Get the 2395 book, the, the fucking hard Imagine color. if you just got commission uh, selling books with more pages. <laughs> just like fuck there's fucking sharks out there selling you encyclopedias where you're like dude i'm going to the fucking beach i need something light and they're like no no, no, no. <laughs> one of my favorite episodes of friends is where uh the where uh was it pen from pen and teller oh yeah yeah who sells joey the uh the encyclopedias and he tries to sell him the set but he can't afford it oh so yeah. he buys like Which the x book yeah. it's the x and he's only ta- brings up x stuff not so. a great. Uh, whatever I was saying before I uh, before I brought up Dan Barbarisi's book, what whatever. Um, just because I've got it in front of me right now, Moo and Snake Hips in the BBC Live Lounge. Which, if you guys haven't checked that shit out, those are the videos oh, yeah. you want to be looking out for. Um, Snake Hips and Moo, who did a little song called "Don't Leave." Ever heard Good of it? Song. Great song. They covered, uh, so in the BBC Live Lounge, artists come in and they do, they'll generally do one of their songs and then a kind of modern cover. Uh, Haim did, uh, Haim did Wrecking Ball, which was the shit. Esty on Vokes, just crushing it. Um, Somebody did, uh, oh, Churches did Bieber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, What's his face? Childish Gambino did, uh... 
so into you. That was oh, awesome. Really? Yeah. And it was actually really good. Uh, but Snake Hips and Moo did Redbone by Childish Gambino. You may have heard it in a little film we've not yet discussed. We'll get to it this episode called Get Out. Fucking We're not talking sick. about Get Out this episode. Uh, actually, I will bring up very quickly that John Feidelberg did not like Get Out. What an idiot. I, like his, what happened to us? I don't, I don't know. His points weren't like totally off base when I what asked him. What were his them. points? So he said that it's... It wasn't scary enough to be scary. Uh, it wasn't funny enough to be funny, and it wasn't woke enough to be woke. I agree with the first two parts. It was really woke. It was definitely woke. I think he needs to see it a second time. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was definitely woke, uh, and I don't think it was supposed to be scary or funny. Yeah, it, it was just had to be creepy. It had creepy and funny parts. Yes, it, but it was more creepy than anything. It definitely wasn't scary. Yeah. Uh, speaking of our pal uh, Peter Overset, he said that when he saw the movie. Uh, we were talking about how, uh, what a great m- movie-going experience it was because generally, for everyone I know that went, it was a fucking packed theater. People were gasping and cheering at all the same times and everything. And he said there was a guy in the audience who was basically narrating the movie and nobody had a problem with it because what? it wasn't. he was never interrupting so much that Peter was like, you know what, I bet Jordan Peele put in long enough pauses <laughs> that hypothetically if someone were to narrate this movie but uh he said that when chris started killing everybody the guy got up and was yelling rose we want rose give us rose and everyone was like yeah motherfucker give us rose what the fuck i would have loved that jesus christ i've fucking- never i've never been in a movie theater where like somebody is actively participating in the movie oh my god i saw the girl with the dragon tattoo uh, have you seen that no really no it's worth seeing okay um so Anything, like the girl with the dragon tattoo the girl with the the girl on the train girl on the trail yeah you're <laughs> enough with is girls that, is that this is a guy's sexist? podcast <laughs> right yeah sexist? exactly if it's if the movie starts with the girl it was just international women's day pete <laughs> i know uh, by the way, I think, I'm, a, I'm a person who respects women every day. I, th- oh, yeah. <laughs> I think our most popular tweet, by the way, was sent out by me. Ugh. That doesn't happen. It's an ego shot to me. I, uh, I tweeted out from the brunch account, Shouts Women. Got like 14 retweets. Nice. Huge day for the brunch account. <laughs> um, and isn't that a little self-indulgent for the brunch account? Why? What? It's giving shouts to, its, to itself. Yes, exactly. Uh, someone did respond in like all caps, like off brand. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Uh, speaking of uh, shit, um, let's just do reviews. Okay. Way, way to transition there. Uh, I'll get the first one. In sync rules. Brunch is a great up-and-coming podcast. That's not true. We've been around for a while. Uh, now we're only is, on the way down. <laughs> now is the time to buy in. Uh, DJ Bean, played by Dane Cook and Pete Blackburn himself, do a great job keeping you, the listener, engaged in all of the latest pop culture news while occasionally mentioning something or someone only a Boston sports fan would know. Shouts uh, Mark Lemke. <laughs> also, they have sweet merch, which features themselves that my... W- that my wife won't let me wear outside. <laughs> Hashtag Christmas tell truth. Okay. <laughs> this is a very all over the place review. Yeah, speaking of which, we should have mentioned this. There's new merch in the merch store. There is. Go in there and get it. It's a Kinsey Skill t-shirt. It And it's awesome. It's a good t-shirt. So I, I, I'd i seen that picture of that shirt, the mock-up for mm-hmm. like 
months. That, yeah. You know, it's been around for months. Yeah. I never noticed that on the shirt, it's like there's an X over the zero Fuck and the, the one, yeah. and then an X over the six, and then in the middle, we're. I was wondering why we so, were kind of sitting off centered on the shirt because we're spanning we're, the good, yes. the good sweet spot. Yes, we are. We are advising you where the best place to land on the Kinsey scale according to brunch is. Yes, so I like that shirt. Yes, if you're not between slightly gay and all the way gay, get the fuck out of our lives. Um, perfect, five out of five. ETD he says ETD. That's I'm, our that's our man's. That's our that's our I'm young get man's. Your man's. Um, every Monday and Friday, when I'm sitting at work wondering where my life went wrong, went very wrong. I have to decide between legitimately slipping into a coma or listening to brunch. And though it's a close decision, I always choose to listen to brunch. So yeah, I'd say it's decent. Also, I'm not sure if this is the appropriate form or not, but I'm going to need more money than the amount we previously discussed <laughs> for leaving the five-star review. Dictated but not read. ETD 51. $30 is where we max out, pal. Yeah. Uh, ETD is like one of the most mysterious people on Twitter to me. What I love about him is he's gone to concerts that he's known we'd attend, and I, we follow we follow him so he can sign our DMs yeah. and everything. And he he'll has, be like, "Hey, he, you going to the show tonight?" And you'll yeah. say, "Yeah." Yes. And he'll be like, "Cool." cool. <laughs> well, if if I see you there, sweet. And right. if not, like he doesn't and feel obligated to talk. He to saw us. me at churches, and he was like, "Sweet Jersey." Oh, you've met him? No. He just tweeted at he uh, DM'd me and was like, "Sweet Jersey," like sarcastically, and I was like. Thanks, man. And then, like, that was it. Wasn't, like, want to meet up or anything. Like, I feel like he's intentionally trying to hide. Yeah. And be mysterious. I like that I, about I him. Which I kind of respect it. Yeah, I mean, he's an egg. I don't know if I want, I don't know if I want the, uh, the curtain to p- be peeled back. Well, it's guaranteed to be disappointed. <laughs> Disappointing is that word. Uh, um, somebody else said, what was the other one? It was short. There's L-O-L hmm. by... Country fanatic, hmm. which not a good start, uh, but it says these guys are hilarious. Cool. Uh, in sports news, I'm a Browns fan. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I am a Browns and uh, Texans transaction fan because I got a lot of retweets you, out of that. Yeah, <laughs> you texted me something that I text my friends a lot. Um, you said, "What did you say?" I said, "You must not have seen my tweet because you didn't retweet it." <laughs> yes. <laughs> I so I do that with um, if I give friends a music recommendation or something like that, and I know it's really up their alley, and they don't respond. If I at some point don't get a text from them, it's like, oh my fucking god! um, Like I I made one of my friends listen to Wolfpack, and when they did, they got back to me, and they were like, holy fucking shit, Wolfpack! And I knew that until I got that text. They hadn't listened to Wolfpack because it was going to so be so. So it's like me with you four years ago with about Houndmouth, Houndmouth, Breaking Bad, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, but I didn't, I didn't like, I didn't hound you about Breaking Bad. I said it to you once, and I was like, "You're an idiot." Right? You're just like, "Hey, I think it's weird that in, you don't watch Breaking Bad." And I was like, oh, Breaking Bad. Yeah, I, just I like didn't, everybody fucking I didn't else. know you well enough at that point to be like, "Hey, f- you're a f- you fucking asshole. Just mm. watch it." I was like, "What? Well, you, this guy doesn't watch Breaking Bad. He's an idiot." Right? Yeah. Um, but I did hound you about Houndmouth. Oh, Houndmouth is coming to our area in July. And I think I'm going to see them. Stop over, check that out, see what they're up to. Uh, but yeah, I'm a Browns fan. They, uh, I actually think they're going to be good. They're going to be okay. I like what they're doing. They're trading for shitty ass players. They're basically buying draft picks. Yes. Which I am a big NFL draft guy. So love that move. 
buying draft picks is like the NFL combine is already like mm, kind of bordering on the line of like modern day slavery. Yes. <laughs> uh, and then if you're buying draft picks, you're like buying more players to use as slaves. Yeah. So um, I'm is, bummed. It's a little uncomfortable. I'm bummed that the Browns didn't release Brock Osweiler because I had, or yet, because I had a tweet ready to go. I don't know quite how I'd phrase it, but uh, it was basically going to be, imagine being so bad that uh, the result of you signing with the Texans is being released by the Browns. Yes, that is <laughs> like a very good, so bad very good point. That you've got nothing to do with the worst team in the league, and you are so bad that this ends with the worst team in the league cutting you. Yes. You got traded for literally nothing. Yeah. And then you got released by the worst team in the league. But Congrats. not anymore. I was so fucking bummed. When I saw Kenny Britt sign with the Browns, I was really fucking hurt because I love Kenny Britt. It's a weird person to love. Oh, he's so fucking good. If only he could stay healthy and not be a criminal. It's just... <laughs> oh, love him. Uh, uh, do you... Uh, did you see the Alden Smith interview? This no. Week? Uh, not good. So he got in like a... So he's been on probation and like he's had a rough go of it, suspended and banned and whatever. Uh, apparently, he do cra- I still have his number? You got his number? Let's call him. I I I had an okay relationship with Alden Smith at one point in my life. Interesting. Interestingly enough, uh, so he his car crashed into an undercover police car at eight thirty a.m. Yes. this week, and uh, so he was reportedly detained for public intoxication Mm -hmm. and then the next morning when he when he left the police station uh there were a bunch of reporters there obviously and they were like surrounding him and swarming him as he he was walking home so like halfway down the street he was like all right all you people want to talk to me posts up against a random car and gives an impromptu interview uh I don't think that he was fully sober. He wasn't done getting better? Yes. And uh, definitely did not come off looking good there. And he was basically like, couldn't form sentences. And it was yeah, not it was good. Worse. So, uh, not that that guy needed any more bad publicity, but he got it. <laughs> uh, he's so talented. And he, he seemed... Uh, I talked to him a bit at the Combine his year. And like... Got his number, interviewed him for another thing, and he wanted to be. It was. A, it's one of those stupid questions that people. That sometimes actually is worth asking, which is, if you weren't doing this, what would you be doing? Because he just seemed like an interesting enough guy that I was like, ah, fuck, I'm gonna like. What would you do if you weren't? Yeah, there's player? like certain people that you can get away asking. That. Yeah, like exactly. Martellus Bennett. I want right. to know what the fuck that guy would be doing right, if he wasn't exactly. playing football. Um, and he was like, honestly, I'd. I'd like to be an actor. And I was like, what kind of roles and stuff? He's like, I, I'd like to be kind of the, like the, not the bad guy, but the guy who's around the bad guy. And so like, I had this conversation with him about like, basically, so you want to be Chi-Chi from Scarface? And he was like, not Chi-Chi, but like maybe Manny. And I just thought, I thought he was an interesting dude. And so I was very eager to follow his career. And I don't, I don't nope. like, I don't like the chances of him in acting because he was not able to act not drunk the other day. Right. He wasn't <laughs> able to act okay. Um, Amy Schumer has a new uh, special out, uh, and we didn't watch it. Oh, yes. It feels so good. This didn't coming, watch it. Not going to watch it. This is coming off as a very sexist podcast today. It's like. 
disrespecting International Women's Day. They know, they know the fucking deal. They know that <laughs> I'm not watching any movies that start with the girl. I'm not watching Amy Schumer's. P- oh, so I didn't finish special. that story on the uh, thing with the girl, the dragon tattoo. So there is a rape scene in the movie. Not fun to watch. There is then a revenge rape scene that is. That's always a weird. Not dynamic. fun to watch either. It was basically like uh, you're going to rape me, well, I'm going to rape you back, and it is. Wait, but I'm, that's confusing because if somebody if somebody rapes you, yeah, does that mean they want to have sex with you? No, she like ties him up and does something that he's maybe not signing up for. Uh, okay, all right, yeah, all right, and nah, then she you. tattoos onto him that he's a rapist. Okay, she like it's like a really fucking uncomfortable thing to watch she fucks his world up and uh there was someone who was laughing in the theater during that scene well then that's unsettling that was a very uncomfortable experience for everybody because you're watching this fucking horrible shit and this this guy's laughing and then his friends start laughing and eventually they walked out of the movie, and I was like, what the fuck was In the middle this of the movie? deal? Yeah. So they just went for the rape scene to I, laugh at. I was like, they just wanted to laugh at a revenge rape scene, and they left. Maybe, so, maybe wait for that movie to come on demand if you're, if you're going to hang out and do that. Yeah, it was, uh, <laughs> that was a very, very strange uh, movie-going experience. Um, fucking, oh, uh, Jimmy G stole your swag. He did. He did a, a social media fake-out. He did. Well, I don't. I don't know if it was him. Pi- everyone's saying he was hacked. No, he fucking wasn't. The only thing that makes me think that he maybe was hacked is that it happened at four in the morning. Unless that makes he me was think he was. That makes me think that he wasn't hacked. That makes me think that he was out crushing some suds with the fellas, and and then like they were just ha- they came back to hang out and like and in he was the early like watch morning this. hours. They were like, you, sh- you know what you should do. <laughs> uh, yeah, because that'd be that'd be awesome. I've I'd gain a lot of respect for that guy. I mean, look who's our president. You can say and do whatever you want. Like he's not going to get fucking arrested for lying and saying that he was traded, but he wasn't. I think that that's a hilarious move. While we're talking about uh, football players um, and hilarious moves, how about Arian Foster this week saying that he could take a wolf one on one? Yes, uh, that's like the movie The Gray, which we've now mentioned twice on this podcast. <laughs> okay, I haven't seen it. That's the Liam Neeson yeah, movie I know, where I know he fights wolves. I didn't know he fought wolves. Oh, yeah. It's it's him and a bunch of dudes versus I, a bunch I, of wolves. The wolves keep winning. Yeah, I, I was going to say, like, that doesn't turn out well for him, does the it? The wolves bat a thousand. Okay. <laughs> yeah. There's, they, uh... And I'm going to, I'm by the way, I'm going to take Liam Neeson and a fight against wolves over Arian Foster. Because Arian Foster just, like, his bones keep exploding and stuff. Yeah, his body's so shitty at this point. Um, Coming from you. Yeah. Uh, I like the idea of us sitting behind a podcast mic and telling professional athletes how shitty their bodies are. Well, it's the same thing. We called them old, and they're like 30. Yeah. So, I mean, you're old. Yeah, yeah. So, and you're younger. So, I don't think we're out of line by calling them old. Um, Yes. Uh, Fucking always sunny. Dennis may be done. Yeah, that's that's a... Glenn Howard. I just figured that all of those guys would... Do that show until that they couldn't. By now. Oh, we really? Yeah. Mm. I the, mean, if anybody was gonna, if anybody it, was gonna leave, Charlie I figured it'd be Charlie Day. Yeah. Uh, who is the character they can least afford to lose? That's a good question. Um, part of me, 
I don't know if like I mean the show is definitely worse without any of them. Yeah. Uh but part of me says it might be D. Because that show becomes a lot because less they, funny when you can't right. shit on D because like all of the other characters have solid relationships with each other. Yeah. Where they're like friendly most of the time, but ninety percent of the time everybody is shitting on D. Yes. So I think it becomes a lot less funny when you lose that dynamic. Yes, and I feel. Does it become more or less sexist when they get rid of the female character who is only there for them to like to be, be a sexist bag? towards? Yeah, <laughs> because it, yeah, is it is it more sexist to not have a woman on the show or to only have a woman on the show for the purposes of making fun of her? Uh, Neither is great. No, <laughs> that's that's a good point. I think that it's more sexist to not have the woman on the show. I think that if it were probably because it's just ignoring because here's the thing about Always Sunny. None of those people are built up to be good people. Exactly. So I don't I think that if they had a woman on the show and they treated her with respect, it would be off brand. Yes. Uh, But to not have a woman on the show at all would just be ignoring the fact that women exist. (laughs) Right. Um, I think the character they can least afford to lose is Dennis. That's that's an interesting take because Uh, he's the closest thing they have. To, to a normal person, to like the straight man, and but he's still the but he's also the the biggest dick on the show. Probably he, uh, I think he has the worst intentions of anybody on the show. He's the most he is diabolical. Like, yes, and like borderline very rapey. Oh all yeah, the time. he's yeah he's the <laughs> not even borderline. He's the worst person on the show, but he's also he's also the only person who kind of shines a light on shit when it's going awry. Max sometimes, but. He's, yeah. Both of them are like the most grounded, I guess. But they're both like have super fucked up personalities, like super narcissistic. And no, there's no character more narcissistic. Actually, wait, yeah, Mac actually might be close. I was gonna say that that Dennis is the most narcissistic character ever, but those who are very narcissistic. Yeah, um, I don't know though. I uh, I watched the finale. And I saw his interview with Alan Seppenwall. Also, had no idea that Alan Seppenwall went to Uprocks. Apparently, that was like deal. a year ago. Yeah. That's fucking awesome. They just like acquired the entire like hit fix. Oh, really? Thing, I think. I think that's a man. Uprocks just buying up all those exes. And, I mean, you let you let Petey Pants go, and yeah, and you free up a bunch Ex- of money. Yeah, free up <laughs> a lot of cash. We should call um, this podcast Brunx, and then with two exes. Yes, but how many X's did Hitfix have? One. Hmm. But now there's three X's. Ooh, hey, now that means <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> um, uh, did we make fun of Amy Schumer? Yes, we did. Um, Love season two is out. We watched one episode. Yes, we did. How did you think? I'm excited for it. I, I was. It seems that uh, season one was about them each getting in adventures and then always missing each other and at least in the first episode of season two they get an adventure together not sure how i feel about that yet but we'll see the music however very good two songs played smoke break by chance and future and uh what makes you think you're the one by fleetwood mac so the rest of the morning it threw me off because i was i listened to the Shins album when I went to sleep last night, and I plan on listening to it again this morning. But after watching fucking Love, I just listened to Tusk by Fleetwood Mac for like <laughs> an hour, and it was the best. 
Uh, my first takeaway from Love Season 2 is I forgot how much I hate Paul Russell's face. Oh, yeah. Well, that's his charm. Uh, yeah, I guess. He's got well, like, a... That's obviously a fit for the character. Yeah. You know, like, he's a very, like, neurotic fucking weirdo. He's also got the... Uh, he's also... I feel like his hands are straight a lot. Hands you are know, straight. Hands are straight a lot. Like he and does this when he's making gestures. Hands are straight a lot. Wrists are bent a lot. Does There's this. a lot of like r- weird holding things and wiry arms, weird beak nose. I feel like you're just you. You are staring at me and as you're just doing describing that. You're just features describing of you. Me. You're just like in fucking fat thighs. He's like Armenian, I think. <laughs> Not great facial hair. Fucking guy, though. Wears that T-shirt too often. <laughs> you really do wear that uh, that brunch shirt a lot. Only the second time I've worn it. Swear to God, it was the first time a previous recording of brunch. No. Okay. I don't think so. Uh, maybe. <laughs> I think know. it was. This is. I thought of this as I was putting this on today. I was like, this only is the second time I've worn it, but I wear the shirt too often already. You don't wear that shirt enough. I know. Uh. What else do we have? That's everything we had. Um, fuck, I miss I miss Randy. <laughs> uh, we were supposed to have a guest today. We're gonna we're probably gonna have him next week. Yes, uh, I'm excited about it. I'm excited too. It's uh, somebody from one of our favorite movies. Probably. So, Get Out would qualify as this podcast's favorite movie because we've discussed it the Three most. Three times. But uh, nah, no, Sing Street's also really high for us. But. It's it's one that we really really loved, and he's we we talked about it on this podcast. Yeah, so, so watch out, that. watch out for that. Um, we've gotten ideas to what we want to do with this guy. Which when don't we? Definitely. <laughs> oh, Jesus, <laughs> I was gonna say definitely doesn't sound rapey, uh, but yeah, I. Uh, so he's in a lot more things than I th- thought he was in. Oh yeah, no, he's a big, he's a heavy hitter, and. Especially in the kind of comedy improv um, game. And when we told Jeff we were getting him, Jeff passed the fuck out. So, so that's, that's the mark that's of a, a good, good guest. Uh, do we want to do a little update on Claudia O'Doherty, a.k.a. Birdie from Love? Yes. Uh, uh, she had sex. Can't her. track her down. <laughs> that was, <laughs> that, was uh, that was a funny scene. In, it was pretty funny. Yeah, because she, she's making so much noise, and then she also says shut up a couple times. Yeah. She's like, nope, shut up, nope, shut up. Yeah, <laughs> she's the fucking best. Uh, so we're trying to get her for Monday's episode, and we're not doing great. <laughs> We've uh, don't know how to track her down. So are we uh, are we doing like a love thing for for Monday? I think we're the goal is to have seen love for Monday's episode, which yeah. was why it's good that we knocked out an episode this morning. But uh, yeah, we really want to fucking have her on, and we have no way of tracking her down. We tweeted at her. We tried to find her publicist. I don't Famous. think she has a publicist. Mystery woman. Yeah, Just handles her own affairs. Yeah. Um, fuck. But. Uh, so watch Love this weekend because we're going to probably talk about it a lot on Monday. Also, shocker, our merch situation got kind of fucked up. Yes, there were uh, five people. We owe some apologies. Yes. wasn't uh, our fault. It was not our fault. It was the fucking internet's fault. Your fucking little place that... <laughs> like you don't fucking work on the internet. Uh, yeah, so our shop got kind of I'm fucked up. I'm an internet-hating internet how early? How early was this on... 
in uh, in the process. It was, I like think, after we opened the shop. It was that's the thing. It was after we opened the shops, shop, so it was really just luck of the draw. With that, like it, these people just had bad luck that the day on which they ordered shit. Um, basically, we have two websites that kind of have to communicate with each other for people to get shit, and one fucked up on one day, so five people ordered stuff. Uh, we've since sent out those people's stuff. Uh, shouts to. Uh, listener Mark and Ryan for catching that and solving it, but we've got we're gonna do some shit for those people. So yes. they've got some some good stuff coming their way. And for everybody who ordered their stuff at other times, sorry, you don't get to get fun apology shit. Um, but we're working on some big things. Just fucking believe us. And um, do you guys want to have a live show? We're gonna do that. We are probably gonna do that. We've mapped out how we're going to do the live show, how the live show is going to go. We We've done all the planning other than like the actual finding of a live show to perform at. Our idea is to take it on the road, to Would tease to a live that. show for a long time, and then when we finally put out the kind of flyer, it's in Montana. <laughs> I would definitely be down to do a live show in Montana in like the middle of a field or something. Here's the rule, though. No one's allowed to travel to it. Right. So, so like, if there's one brunch listener in Montana... So, Gorms, you don't get to go. <laughs> brunch... Uh, I mean, Gorms would travel to the ends of the earth for brunch. And I love it. That's it. So, uh, we were talking with a potential sponsor, and the one kind of issue was, well, you guys don't really talk about the thing we're trying to push. Um, is this really a great fit? Will your people sign up for this thing if you're talking about it? And I was like, you've got to fucking believe me. Some will. <laughs> <laughs> you got to meet this guy. <laughs> right. This guy, Gorms. We've got a few others. We've got some fucking passionate people who will do shit. Um, but uh, yeah, we're going to do a live show maybe in Montana. Um, oh my god, I'm so excited. I'm fu- I apologize for this episode. You should too, because you're I've been good this episode. You suck. You're no, you're a, you're guilty by association. You're an accessory to a distracted podcast host. This is completely your fault because you couldn't record last night. I couldn't. So now we're recording on the Friday morning. Yeah, it's fine. I'm the big you're I'm the always asshole. pushing the Thursday night recordings and then I inevitably inevitably for the, for some reason, the last like two weeks, I've not been able to say the word inevitably. That means you're inevitably it's going to die. It's a new thing. It's a new thing. But yeah, I inevitably find an opportunity to drink like one beer on a Thursday, and I'm like, oh, can't do the podcast now. Got to go to this fucking fun thing, which it was the book signing. That's why I didn't go. That's why. Sweet I didn't dude. Ah, oh, fuck. I hate you for not. Uh, now I understand why you didn't tell me what you were doing. You skipped a podcast. You skipped recording a podcast to go to a fucking book signing. What's I'm trying to decide what's more embarrassing what? there. I think the most embarrassing thing is that that's my dilemma. That that those are the two things I have going on. That's, Either go to a book a signing point. or recording a podcast. On one hand, it's like I I understand that you wanted to go to the book signing because it's to support a friend. Yeah. But also, on the other hand, he's your friend. You can get your book signed anytime. That's true. Uh, I didn't even get the book signed. You are an asshole. Yeah. I, uh, I... Did you buy the book? No. (laughs) (laughs) You're the worst friend. You just think that you can show up at a book signing and, like, not contribute to this guy's success. You know what I should have done? If we had discussed this before, I would have done this. I would have gone in there and I would have stolen the book. And then after, at the bar, I would have been like, hey, guys, look what I did. Ah! And then there probably would have been like, oh, that's that's not cool. Yeah, and then you just, like, slide him a 10 or something. (laughs) Right. It'd be like, it's $30. (laughs) Right. 
You got a friend discount. You know what's great to do? Uh, ask someone if they have Venmo, and then just kind of leave it at that. Just be like, hey, you have Venmo, right? Okay. Nice. That's not saying it's, that you're going to do anything. It's a good app, right? Right. <laughs> yeah, sweet. You ever, you ever do cool shit on there? Um, yeah, what else? I'm fucking antsy today. Yeah, I don't know. I'm basically done with this. Okay. Uh, you guys know that we're going to be back with a better episode on Monday, so maybe with Claudia O'Doherty. Maybe not. Who knows? Probably not. 